In this episode, I bring up Joe McCorson, McComb England, to talk a bit about music, changing industry, and what's currently in his playlist. And of course, he plays a few tunes on his latest album as well. So sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm Kalen Capson, and these are the Peg and Play Sessions. question I always ask is what do you love about music oh wow that's quite an open question <laughs> um everything really music is one of those things that has so many different legs to it when I was younger I fell in love with when I when I say younger I mean three or four years old I fell in love with the idea of being a pop star I fell in love with like Robbie Williams who's a huge singer in the UK and just pure entertainers on stage Billy Joel watching DVDs of Freddie Mercury. and I, I just fell in love with the entertainment side. And then as I got a bit older and started to sing a bit myself during school, I fell in love with the actual music side to things. Just, I fell in love with melody. I fell in love with harmony. I fell in the love with the idea that you could put literal vibrations together and make a beautiful sound that makes people go nuts. It's a huge thing. And uh, it's just the, my love for music I feel like it will completely, you know, it'll never reach an end. It will just keep growing all the way through my life in different ways that I have no idea about yet, which I'm very excited for. At what point did you decide that you wanted to make music, that music was your was your thing? Uh, well, pretty early on, actually. I, I've always been one of these strange people who locks themselves in the bedroom and creates something and then brings it downstairs and shows it to your family and friends. I was even doing that at five years old, like writing rubbish little songs that weren't even real songs, 20-second snippets of songs. And when I was in high school, that's when I started to play the guitar. Kind of thought, I'm going to give this a go myself. My dad's, a, my dad's a great singer. My dad has been in cover bands and function bands all the way through his life. And uh, he, he can sing a million times better than I'll ever be able to. He, he was a massive influence on me. Yeah, and watching him from a young age go out and do his gigs, even if playing to thirty people or just playing to a wedding crowd, it, it made me want to give it a try. And then I went one step further by learning the guitar and trying to put my own songs together. And yes, as soon as I had learned three or four guitar chords, I was, I was young and stupid. I thought I'll give this a try. <laughs> I've not stopped. What's the first song that you can recall learning how to play, beginning to end? <laughs> I, I, you can probably have a guess and you'll get it maybe in the vicinity. Time of Your Life, Good Riddance by Green Day. Oh, oh that's really? the first one I recall. Um, I think mine was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit or something along those lines. Ah, yes. Definitely Dude, that's another very popular one as well. Actually, it was probably Polly because that, that's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? It's like when, when you pick up a guitar and you're learning chords for the first time, you want to play something you love. You want to play a song that means something to you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, time, time of Your Life by Green Day. Have you, it has potential, that song. <laughs> oh, I, I, I still think it holds up. What do you think has changed in your songwriting since, well, let's just look at your first album as opposed to your, your newer album. Is it life experience or has something else sort of 
shape yeah definitely definitely i think i think my songs now have changed a lot from the first album and that's this is only in like five or six year period basically because i i was writing those songs at a very young age i had barely experienced anything and i wasn't really focusing on lyrical content as much at that age i was kind of just coming up with best pop melody in my head i could put the chords to it put some lyrics that kind of fit to it and then blasting it out as a song but nowadays the way i write songs has completely changed the lyrics are a huge focus uh, into my personal life and my experiences now although i am trying something a bit different with my next album how so are you holding uh, well oh no no it's not it's not a secret or anything i'm going on about it at shows and stuff because i'm playing these new songs at the moment uh, just so they can kind of take their place what sound how they will end up sounding the way i'm playing things at the moment i'm writing songs about other people's lives because i've had enough of mine for a while i'm just going to write about other people's lives so now one song in particular that i'm really proud of and i've started playing live recently is a song about an astronaut called mike mike Mullane. Um, he was inducted in 1978 with NASA as part of Astronaut Group 8, and they had a, an abbreviated name of 35 new guys, TFNGs. And then my friend Dave lent me a book on him, and it's an autobiography. And it's mind-blowing. It's a great book. And I, I thought, you know, it would be really cool if I'd have had experiences like this so I could write songs about it. And then I thought, you know what? I've read his book. I know his life. I'm going to write a song and pretend I'm him. So I've written a song about his life as an astronaut um, from his point of view. That's the kind of uh, direction I'm going with the new writing, pretending to be other people and writing about their lives. Some of the folk greats, yeah. a lot of them did that, like Woody Guthrie and stuff like that. Yeah, Starting it keeps it fresh as well. It yeah, keeps exactly. it exciting for myself rather than just writing a million songs about sleeping on park benches sleeping in the train station getting drunk playing shows hanging out there's enough of that <laughs> the words in my head just seem to come out wrong every single time we try to get along a silent cry to punctuate the fear Fictional distance that strengthens every year. Do you know what you're not doing to me? And my tongue just seemed to move on cue. A tasteless appetizer disconnecting me from you. Still, I try to make my mark, try to keep my foot in the door. Breaking all my bones, I can't even walk. Drag my body across the floor Do you know what you're not doing to me? 
making caution to avoid making the mistakes we've never made before. Say, why don't we give it a go? Cause trouble waits and we have no money, but we're not here. at the, the top of your playlist right now at the top of my playlist right now a singer from norway called sigrid i managed to catch her set totally by accident uh, i watched her half an hour set on tv and it was completely new to me and i was just like this girl is incredible she has great stage presence great voice some amazing energetic dances that just make you want to get up and dance Basically, I've just been smashing her four-song EP for the last two weeks, even though there are only four songs. I'm not bored of them yet. I think she's just been taken up by Island, and she is going to be huge. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited what she comes up with. Do you ever think that the way the music industry is sort of changing and evolving right now, do you think that has altered how you tackle an album or touring or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think... The main focus for people like me and the way people like me can even start to think about making a living from doing this is just by touring the hell out of your music now as as opposed to even as little ago as 10 years ago. It was kind of in the middle, CDs and touring. That's how you make your money, a mixture of music sales and touring. But nowadays it's definitely much more touring because if I'm sat at home not touring, then I'm not making money. I don't sell enough records every single day to fund my... So it's it's all about being on the road at the moment for me and other people at my level. I think obviously the last 10 years with digital music taking first place, then it has really changed because music's accessible everywhere now. You can just listen to anyone on Spotify, anyone on Bandcamp, it's easy well you can download it all for free if you know what you're doing on the internet oh absolutely i agree and that's a common theme that i run across through most of my interviews is people who at one point thought that oh they could maybe pump out a cd and then sell it make some money go on tour not so much the way anymore now you have no. to go on tour just to get people to listen to your stuff on that's online yep, exactly and maybe, maybe they'll give you five bucks for an album or they'll download your album or something you're your own promoter now Exactly. That's how accessible it is. It's so accessible that anyone can pick up a guitar, learn a few chords, buy a few bits of basic equipment and record their own album in the bedroom. It, because it's that simple, more people are doing it. And <laughs> the, the amount of people doing the whole singer-songwriter with guitar or singer-songwriter with piano thing now, it's just times by 100 compared to 10 years ago. So it's much more competitive out there as well. So you kind of have to think outside the box how am i going to poke my head above the other thousand singer-songwriters that are releasing their record on the same day or touring at the same time as me talk a little bit about um, life on the road how, how do you feel about life on the road it's a it's a very rocky road it's tough at times it's amazing at times at times you think it's the greatest thing of all time and at times you think god oh, I'd rather be anywhere else but here right now. But obviously that's down to a lot of personal issues you might have on the road or a run of bad shows or just pure bad luck. Uh, I, I think I manage myself when I'm touring a lot better than I used to because 
I, I'm someone who started touring from an early age. I started doing tours at 17 years old. So I have been touring for a good six years now and I've managed to rack up 600 shows in that time. So I feel like I'm, despite despite my young age, I feel like I am like well endowed in the whole touring thing. And uh, I used to get drunk a lot and do things that I would regret the next day, which was silly at the time, but obviously I'm happy I learned learn not to do those things at such a young age i'm taking care of myself on the road now which is vital because if i i'm a hit and miss performer if i'm not on form i cannot put on a good show so uh, i'm to be honest i'm just scared <laughs> i'm scared of not putting on a good show on tour so i take care of myself now i drink my green tea and i get my fruit and veg and drink my lemon juice i make sure i do all of this on tour and i only give myself one or two two nights on tour where i can have a blowout and get drunk and that's always if i've got a day off the next day or it's maybe a really small short short set the next day yeah i like to think i I take care of myself and it it helps me enjoy it more because there are less mornings where i feel hungover and want to go home and there are more mornings when i feel excited for the show i've got later on yeah touring's up and down but it's going well at the moment what's your your worst show that you've played and the best show that you played worst show that i've played um there was a gig i played in lancaster where i'm from uh, lancaster morgan same place <laughs> this was a rowdy pub gig where maybe i'd throw a few covers in just to get people on my side and i was grappled by the throat by a drunk man uh, he just came up to the microphone i think he was requesting some oasis so cliche but it, it, it was true he, he was really requesting oasis and i said no and then he came up to the stage and grabbed me by the throat and then got kicked out. And it was quite traumatic for, for about 30 seconds. And then, I, again, I was questioning myself whether that was real life or not. And someone just came, come, grabbed me around the neck whilst I was trying to play anything but Oasis. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, those are the worst gigs. I've, um, for the best gig, again, it's cliche, but, um, well, I've got an option. Uh, supporting Frank Turner at a small, small show in Yorkshire in England was a really special gig for me because Frank Turner was the guy who inspired me to pick up a guitar, really, and start playing songs. There's no two ways about it. Like he, He's a great guy, and he emailed me personally and asked me to go and open for him, wow. which for me was just absolutely mind-blowing. Like I'd been pestering him years gone by, and then I just left it for a long time because I was like, you know, he's probably getting pretty annoyed at me. Just leave it for a couple of years. And then he got in touch with me and offered me a gig. And I was just, ah, just goosebumps. It was one of those, I was in London. I was in a, a really cheap room in London that night because I had a gig the night before and I was playing to no one as normal. And uh, I was with my cousin Mark, who was playing the Cajon instrument for me on that tour. And then I opened the email the next morning and just woke Mark up and started jumping up and down. Like, listen, I've got I've been offered this show in like two weeks' time. It's a secret show. And it was awesome. And then it was reviewed by Kerrang! magazine as well, which is a big magazine in the UK and got a really great review in there, which helped me out a lot. So that overall occasion was just brilliant. The only thing that comes close to rivaling that experience is when I have my backing band with me in Lancaster and we do a headline show. And it, I do one a year in Lancaster. And it's always my favourite show of the year. It's just a big old party and everyone has a great time. I look forward to that gig every single year. 
Am I skinny? Am I fat? Am I allowed to talk to you? Cause the way that you've been treating me Seems something I can't do Step onto the street Without the urge to admit defeat A big step for mankind No, I think A big step for yourself Cause I just want, just want just wanna be alive, just want, just want, 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 just wanna be living for the right reason, singing Jerry in every season, fucking with Ain't the pleasing winning in this game against myself How are you my friend? Have you found a way of coping? It's different for everyone I'm praying and I'm hoping To a God that I don't even think is there I just want, just want, just wanna be alive, 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 just want, just want, just wanna be living right reason, singing, sharing every season. Fucking with the aim of pleasing Winning in this game I wanna be living for the right reason Singing, sharing every season Fucking with the aim of pleasing Winning in this game against myself I was thinking of you today And how I couldn't wait to see you go away Nothing's changed Damn I feel so good Just like I always knew I would It takes a little time to feel the change I was thinking of you today And how I couldn't wait to see the back of you You wore me out, brought me down The analogy of the situation Pros and cons and exploration Mistakes you made Settle it for good Anxiety It was killing me It was there My conscience laid out Tried it on the Those words that make you go away, you can't.
I was thinking of you today How I couldn't wait to see you go away Nothing's changed Damn, I feel so good Just like I always knew I would It takes a little time to feel the change Anxiety and was killing me in West My conscience laid out right on the floor. I couldn't bear to say those words to make you go away. You kept your Now I'm free Now I'm free Any advice that maybe you would have for for somebody looking to take on the life of professional musician Uh yes be be prepared for a lot of rejection uh be prepared for downfall be prepared for just not not having any time to do other things other than write songs and book tours on your laptop and then go out and do the tours. If you're that determined and that dedicated, then that's for you. Then you'll be fine. You just need to work as hard as possible. Try to write songs that catch people's attention instantly. Like you can have you can be the best guitarist in the world and write a ridiculously complicated piece and play it five minutes long song at an open mic and no one will listen because it's just to them it's just noise you need to get people's attention and that isn't to say you're writing for other people you can still have, you just need to get people's attention and keep their attention and then give them something to be excited about but yeah the main thing is the hard work you need to be prepared for a lot of defeat and hard work and slog it out if you want to get somewhere that's what I keep telling myself still to this day. Whenever I have a down day, I'm just like, you've got this far, you've worked this hard, keep going. Do you think that's the hardest thing to overcome? Uh, rejection, definitely. Yeah. There are so many moments doing this for a living. You'll have one step forward and then five steps back, and then two steps forward, then another four steps back, and you'll be like, oh, thought I thought I'd got over this, thought I was doing better gigs than this now. And you need to get over yourself. You need to stop viewing that. Just take every single gig as it comes. Leave your ego at the door and uh, play your songs on stage to whoever's there. And try and try and keep focused and remain positive, even when you just want to go to bed and curl up and cry. I've spoken to a lot of people that they say a lot of the same thing. Where it's there's a lot of up and yeah. down. You really got to prepare yourself for the up and down. You go into it yeah. with the mentality of oh, it's going to be great, and then that's halfway, it. Halfway through, you realize oh, this is shit right now. I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Well, that's it's, that's exactly it. There's such a misconception. Like my friends who don't really know much about what I do, they just know I play music, and they see pictures of me on tour, and they're like, "Oh, he must have the best life ever." What they don't know is that I've just been asking people in the streets of Berlin if I can borrow a tenor so I can get get the train to my gig. <laughs> that kind of thing. They think it's a dream world, and it's 
it's really not. You can make it your own dream world, but it's it's not the perfect life. It's definitely one full of ups and downs, and people need to know that, especially if you're going to in, going into it yourself. It's a lot of work. It is tough. It is tough. But we love it, and that's why we do it. It's because we have to do it. We do it because it's it's bred into us. It really is. Is there anything that you wanted to say or add? Or um, well, we have the uh, new video that I released recently on YouTube. It's a not an official music video. It's kind of a quick little fun video we did for a new song called Halloween. Uh, we filmed that around Manchester a few weeks ago. That's now on YouTube. I have my latest album, which I released in December of last year. Uh, you can go and get that on Bandcamp and iTunes or stream on Spotify. And um, Website, www.joemccorriston.com and everywhere else on social media is just at Joe McCorriston. Brilliant. Cheers, Kaylin. Well, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been great chatting to you. Gearing up for the UK tour, we can't let standards drop. Although I feel strangely close to doing so. First night fever in the bathroom, ten minutes to go. Reappear, a new man, ready to bear his soul. Tour defeated everything that stepped up in its way, including myself and the way I choose to play. Bars are empty, venues. Angry every single day. Why the hell did I go choose to make a living this way? My peers tell me it won't always be like this. Grafted for a few years and you'll get your kiss That kiss will I don't need it We go again and this time heading 600 miles east Catch a wink on the ferry on to Calais Waking up and gearing up for the road I see ahead it all starts today at Colombon Airport We go again Western city, picturesque We drink the barrels almost dry Jack decides he's gonna start chain smoking and Halfway through, already sad We will have to leave And I say that I prefer this way of touring And I say I prefer this way of touring Gearing up for the long drive over just 16 hours ago The 
driver of this bus, he is my hero. The driver of this bus, he is my hero. The driver of this bus, he is my hero.